They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog, and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the mic. Another addition to the most informed podcast in the country. Welcome back to Moody on the mic. The most informed tipster in the country is Peter Moody. Moods just floating on cloud nine at the moment. Stable, flying, tipping up winners for fun. Just doing it nicely. It's great to be right once in a row, Roger. Um, no, we, we had a bit of luck uh, last weekend. Uh, as you said, we had a great week with our stable runners. And uh, and then we found a few winners for the Ladbrokes punters out there. So uh, hopefully someone followed my lead and uh, found uh, found a few winners through Probabile and Artorias and Oxley Road. So God give them strength. Let's see if we can be as clever this weekend. You know, Moods is... Uh... He's pretty happy with himself when he gets on the text and sends one through just to remind everyone that he's done it and uses emojis as well. You know, you know he's up and about. Uh, Mitho, Moods might have been up and about. You're in the fetal position after Brooklyn Hustle, who's actually still trying to get out. Um, yeah, just to... and, I, and, I, and all I copped was, was bullshit from Peter Moody on the text messages gloating about how, how many winners he tipped and dislocating his shoulder, trying to give himself a pat on the back. Oh, what about your mates, Pete? Get down into the trenches and, and feel a bit of our pain, mate. You know, like, it was a tough watch on Saturday. Brooklyn Hustle. God almighty. She should have bolted in. She just gets out. Even a stride before she got out. She was held up at 200 metres. Bloody thing. Bold star. Yeah. What was it doing in the Randy. race? Yeah, ranting. Well, not... Ranting. Yeah. Please. Oh. Get off us, Ranting. Yeah, good stakes winning horses there. Got in the way of yours that does that every time it goes to the races. Oh, uh, get maybe, stuffed, Get stuffed. Maybe if you place it in a stable that educates the horses to sit up in the speed and not require luck, get back in the pack like that and sort of flog around and always need luck to finish off their races, mate. Uh, you know, that's, that's you know, problematical. Rain Man, are you, are you, have you got any sympathy for our, uh, our co-host here? Oh, I've, I've got plenty of sympathy for Mitho though, because I've almost scripted the Oakley plate to the second. If uh, Brooklyn Hustle does get out a little bit early, it wins like Warham, as I predicted on this show uh, last week, and I had my my money invested. So, no, I've got plenty of sympathy for Mitho, but Peter Moody's right. Uh, don't need luck in running if you put them straight on the speed like uh, they did with Oxley Road on Saturday, which was uh, a very pain painless watch us punters that, that got on board Moods' tip there last week. So Moods is right. You make your own luck right on the speed. Yeah, there's no complaints uh, later on in the race. And Moods, you said you had to grow some balls to run him. You grew some balls to run him on Saturday and he delivered it. And then you said you had to grow some balls and maybe stick him in a in a group one and, and get get a horse to snag him to bring out the best. You just take us through what you're thinking now for the rest of his preparation. Uh, with Oxley Road? Yeah. Well, here we'll now go to a race called the Moomba Plate at Flemington on Saturday week, an 1,100-metre three-year-old uh, listed race because I love to build the profile of a horse and love to teach them to win and keep them in that winning form. So we'll keep him in his grade and uh, just let him progress through there and, uh, you know, let him learn how to be a racehorse and make him six, six foot tall and bulletproof, uh, you know, instead of jumping classes. And uh, Although he did jump a few grades the other day, but in all fairness... Uh, you know, most of those had only won one or two races. So he'll he'll actually nearly come back and grade. He'll come back from a group three to a listed race for his next one. And if he happens to dispose of the opposition, we then might look at a, you know, a, a throw at the stumps on the big stage in something like uh, uh, the William Reed Stakes. Um, I think I've only won three or four of them. So uh, 
sort of know how to get them up and ready, uh, you know, sit up on the bunny and on the speed around Mooney Valley and dominate the race and uh, the strongest and the fittest survive and uh, the back markers get unlucky again. This is just speaking with the same sort of confidence that we heard after Glenn Fittick went out and won the start stakes in that and, and you said, we'll just go win the Corporal Guineas and come out here and uh, take on the Cox Plate. This is that same level of, not arrogance, but a level of confidence that we've heard in the past from PG Moody. Well, listen, I, I like to let my horses do the talking. You know that, Roger. Um, oh, when, you know, when, I, did you, when did you morph into Wayne Hawks or one of his brothers? Yeah. When did that happen? No. Oh, I like <laughs> to let my horse do the talking. Yeah, sort of that element of professionalism's come over me, Anthony. And, oh. uh, you know, with my horses stepping out and winning and regular occurrences these days, like they are doing the talking for me, uh, you know, uh, you know they're up on the speed, making their own luck and getting the job done. Seriously, are, are you actually doing an impression of John Wayne or Michael Hawks now? Because like, the, if, if if horses could talk, clearly the only horses that can talk in the Australian racing industry come out of the the the, the team Hawks because they just always let the horses do the talking. I love I love them like they're brothers, but the horses are always talking to them, and clearly they've caught the disease down there at Packenham, have they, Pete? Well, listen, it's working, mate, and uh, you know we're just going. We've, you know, like uh, I walk along each morning, and uh, I just feel like I'm in a show of Mr. Ed. You know, they stick their heads over the door and just let me know how they're feeling, <laughs> how they wake up each morning, and uh, you know, it, it's just beautiful, Anthony. Uh, you know, the serenity, uh, the peaceful surrounds of Packetham. Uh, the horses just love it, and uh, you know, they, hey, moods, how you going? Uh, you know, don't blow smoke in me eyes, but uh, you know, I'm happy to have a yarn to you. You start talking about uh, oh, my father, John Hawks, told me, you know. You go down that My old man's uh, under a box tree at uh, Wyandra Cattle Station, uh, Alpha Cattle Station, <laughs> just out of Wyandra, so I have a bit of trouble communicating with him these days. But uh, I don't know. Listen, I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm going that well at the moment. I could probably have a little seance and have a yarn to him if I wanted to. <laughs> Okay, all right, smartass. Who who's the most promising uh, of the two-year-olds in the state? Because we've seen a couple of likely types in the last fortnight with Oxley Road and also Gimme Par. Uh, we know you've got Invincible Caviar in there too, although we haven't seen her. But of those those two that look really likely types that we've seen at the racetrack, Gimme Par and Oxley Road, which one just gives you a, a better feeling going forward? Well, Oxley one, Road's three. Uh, Oxley Road's the three-year-old, so uh, three. Sorry, I'll, I'll just have to correct you there, Rog. But oh, listen, our two-year-olds, we've had a few lightsaber and Birdsville have been out and won, and uh, we've had a few mm. others run well. And uh, oh, listen, but I think I've got ten or fifteen better at home. Then don't worry about that, mate. Uh, we'll. Uh, <laughs> 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 I've got a nice crop of two-year-olds, and the good thing about these horses going to the race and performing the last few weeks. Um, you know, it gives me a feel for what I've got at home where I haven't had a, a yardstick previously. So, uh, uh, no, we've got a nice bunch. I, any two-year-old I step out over the next couple of months, I'd, oh, excuse me, that was a little 4X gold burp there. Uh, I would along, uh, suggest, along with the chicken crimpies that you smashed down half a box since we've been on there. Yeah, and the little bit of uh, Nana Goon Butchery um, uh, beef jerky that I chewed just before the show. Um I would follow my two-year-olds with interest because I think we now have the opportunity to place them to advantage where they belong in their food chain uh, because we've been able to assess them off the back of their stable mates going to the races and running. Well, we trialled 10 two-year-olds at Packetham this morning. 
And I would think one of them's out the gate tomorrow and nine of them will continue on with the race preparation. So we've got some nice horses coming up. So uh, all bullshit aside, um, you know, follow the, the Moody Racing young horses in the next few weeks and they will sit up on the speed and make their own luck. They won't be back looking at horses' asses and hoping for a gap at the furlong and then letting the owners drive home cursing of their bad luck. All jokes aside, Brooklyn Hustle ran enormous. Mr. Quickie ran terrific for, for the team, uh, Mitho. He did a great job. He ran his usual great race fresh. But wasn't it great racing? Um, it was great to see the speed into the races. Uh, the Blue Diamond was running a genuine tempo. We probably saw the best horse stand up and win it. The dead heat in the Oakley Plate. And what was there, a length and a half before, between the first 10 or 11 runners? And Probabil, she franked her very brilliant first up win. Her and Arcadia Queen dominated uh, the wait for age race, and probably rightly so, and it's hard to make an argument for anything behind them. So it was just great racing at Caulfield. Now we move over to Flemington. You've tried a same game multi. Now place a same race multi with Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes same race multis let you choose the finishing positions of multiple runners to finish anywhere in the top four. Combine picks from the same thoroughbred harness or greyhound races to get even greater odds. Get even more chances to win and feel the excitement build like never before with a Ladbrokes same race multi. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. TCC Supply. See ladbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Back here on Moody on the Mic. A big day at Flemington on Saturday. Not as big as it's going to be next Saturday, but there's a golden ticket available into the All-Star Mile for the winner of the Blamey Stakes, Rain Man. Where's the early money going with Funstar, a dual acceptor scratched to running the Guy Walter in Sydney? Yeah, it's Buffalo River that's the clear favourite here, Rog, and been pretty well backed early. Best of days was able to return a winning form last start. It's there on the second line of betting. Mystic Journey is there amongst as well as his star of the seas and a little bit of specking early for 50 stars. Uh, 50 stars, really interesting horse in this race, looking to become the first horse in history to win the Blamey Stakes on three occasions after winning the last two years. A really good horse that won the race twice, better losing up by Rogue, but uh, 50 stars has the chance to become the first horse to win it three times. I think it's right in the race here at $7. First up run in the Apollo Stakes was only pretty fair, but it's a horse that just seems to go to another level at Flemington. Got a great record at the Flemington Mile as well. So there's question marks over all the other horses in this market here, really. Buffalo River at 270, you leave me right out of that. I think it's probably up there with the most overrated horses in the country at the moment, Buffalo River. It should be $7. Uh, Best of days. Really good win last start. Really good ride as well there from Damien Oliver. Went straight to the front. So it'll be in the mix here. Mystic Journey. Jury's definitely cut after a couple of just below her best efforts in Tasmania. So we'll have to see how she runs, which then leaves 50 stars there at $7. is a really good bet in my opinion. So it can win the race for, for the third year in a row and make history at Flemington on Saturday. We see when horses dominate particular races, they've had a tendency of late to name those races after those horses. Is 50 stars a good enough horse to have a race named after it? Oh, it'd be, it's, it'd be close. So look, Mitha wants to name a, a race after Iconoclasm, and I think 50 stars has got a couple of lengths on old Iconoclasm as much as I love him. So uh, maybe we can call the uh, make it the 50 stars blamey stakes. I don't hate it. Who was, uh, who was blamey? Peter, you seem to know everything. Uh, He was the leader of the Australian Armed Forces in uh, World War II after being a decorated general in uh, World War I. I'm not going to argue war history with Peter Moody because that is his uh, forte outside of racing, if that is the case. Uh, The only thing he did wrong is he let the Americans take charge and take all the credit in Papua New Guinea after all the brave young Australian soldiers 
uh, fought the Japanese uh, along the Kokoda Trail for so long. Uh, so, uh, but he was uh, he developed a bit of a taste for the drink then. But he's one of Australia's most celebrated soldiers. So, I'm uh, with Rain Man here, Roger, getting back on the from war history to racing. Uh, really improved uh, when he gets to Flemington. Uh, he's got a great record there, and I think a few of these, uh, you know, best of days. Do you want to back him to win two in a row? He won his first race in three and a half years the other day. Uh, and I don't know if these jockeys will let Ollie get away with murder in front like they did the other day. And if they do, they should all hand in their briefs. I would imagine Jamie Carr will probably be up eyeballing him on Buffalo River and uh, and keeping him honest. Mystic Journey, she seems a light of other days. She needed to be beating those horses in Tasmania, not running sort of nice races behind them. Um, she would have been the one to beat if she was in the best of form. So I come back to 50 stars also as Rain Man, I think... Uh, uh, his Flemington record's good. Last two blamies, last year's Australian Cup. Uh, I'm in his corner. I'm going to make it a trifecta at this point. Um, I really like 50 stars. Not only is he a Flemington horse, but um, he seems to be an autumn horse. Brings his A game. He's, he's run some nice races in the spring, but uh, um, there are those horses, Peter, aren't there? And uh, particularly ones that uh, he's still a colt by my reckoning. Um, there's, there's often those yes. colts or, or mares. Um, geldings are a bit of bit of a different kettle of fish, but they do find their niche in either a spring or an autumn. Um, and he seems to be very much the autumn horse. So um, 50 stars, and we got an emphatic no to renaming the Blamey Stakes, the 50 stars stakes, uh, given that um, there was a drunk army bloke that um, uh, did a fair bit for no. Papua New Guinea, apparently. So <laughs> Moving on now to the feature. Flemington program, it is the Australian Guineas over 1,600 metres. is back in form, Rain Man. Uh, there's a, a Zoo Dancer, a last star winner by almost five lengths. Looks like it might be up to this grade. Certainly the bookies seem to think so. What do the punters think when the markets went up today? Yeah, it hasn't been a huge amount of early movement here, Rog, but our punters seem to think <laughs> pretty spot on. Tagaloa has opened as the favourite Zoo Dancer on the second line of betting. Then there's a bit of a gap to Ole Kirk and Azar. The horse had backed a little bit at double figure odds to start off his Dom to shoot. It's into $10 now, but it's a pretty open addition to the Australian Guineas and a really interesting one. I sort of went into the race thinking I was going to try to find a way to uh, get Tagalower beaten, but I'm after going through the race quite uh, comprehensively, I've, I've still got him on top. I definitely do think he is the horse to beat. There was plenty of merit in that run, in that win in the CSA stakes. They ran really good time there. Did the job well. Uh, he showed he can handle Flemington, which uh, was a little bit of a question mark heading into that race. So uh, he steps up to the mile for the first time since the Caulfield Guineas where he, uh, he had a problem there. So we can't really look into that. So he, he's never won at a mile before, but he gives the impression it won't be a problem. And I think Luke Curry can go forward and sort of take control of this race again, like he did in the CSA stakes and uh, will definitely give his, his rivals something to catch. Ole Kirk is the X factor for mine. Very plain last week in the Futurity Stakes, but we know on his day he's a very classy race source. He beat a very similar field to this to win the Caulfield Guineas in the spring pretty comfortably, really. Steps up to the mile for the first time this preparation where he has produced all his best form. So I'm definitely not ruling him out. I think you can't let him go around at $8 without having something on, but still tug a on top for me. Interesting to see how Zoo Dancer does go on this grade. I think this is, a, this is a much tougher race in the vanity, so I'm happy to take her on at the current price, but there's no doubt she has upside. I, I think she's... Un, I think she's... Uh... She's unders, but uh, I do think she might be up to it. That was a pretty dominant win last start, albeit against a weak field. I've got to ask about Jet Propulsion, though, gentlemen. 
Um, is this the most well-connected cult in the country? This is the owner details of Jet Propulsion. Peter Mo- Gordon Moody, Rosemont Stud, Aussie Kerr, of course, has got a, a thousand superstars. Um, you've got Yes Bloodstock, Coolmore, Hobartville Stud, Tia Aura Stud, uh, Glentry Racing, Kieran Ma Racing. So I want to know, A, is there a horse with better connections than that? And B, where is he going to stand at stud? With all these studs in the ownership, how's this work, Mitho? Yeah, I would have thought that uh, he runs in the Coolmore colours. Coolmore will tell us where he stands, uh, Petey, but um, we'd be... Would be more than happy to see him uh, be a Guineas winner come Saturday night. Um, he's in he's in pretty good uh, training form. I've I've just come from the uh, Melbourne Premier Sales. That's why I'm in the car, um, beetling my way down the uh, down the freeway back to back to the farm. But um, and uh, was sharing a beer with uh, Kieran Ma, who said that um, he he galloped as good as this horse has ever worked in his career. Uh, yesterday morning, um, he was uh, on. Uh, Kieran rode him himself this morning down at uh, Mentone Beach, giving him a wade through the water and gave us a video update where he was very bullish about his chances. And um, he's going to be the Rosemont Ruffy later in the show, Rain Man. So what price is uh, is the great jet propulsion for PG Moody, Rosemont Start and a few other uh, battlers? $31 the win, $7 to plays at the moment, at time of record. Moods, how did it all come about that... Uh... This uh, unlikely mob of studs and a couple of trainers all get together in, in this one. Well, it was a horse that um, I've, I was very taken with at the yearling sales, uh, being a brother to Piarata. And uh, I wasn't sort of in a strong buying bench at the moment. And uh, Anthony and I were driving back from the Sydney Easter sales uh, to uh, where we were domiciled uh, at uh, Coogee. And uh, Kieran Mars racing manager actually rang us and said, We've got a small share left in uh, this horse that we've purchased this afternoon by Rubik out of Pirata's mother. Is any interest? And and Anthony hadn't had much exposure to the horse, and I said, grab it straight away, and I'm in with you. We'll take the last ten percent in him uh, because uh, I was certainly very taken with him. So I uh, said, so he's a nice horse. Uh, we probably would have liked to have seen a little bit more early. Uh, with as, as to stallion potential, but uh, he seems to have furnished a matured late. My concern with him going into the Guineas, I think he's coming off the weaker form line. I think the CSH stakes at Flemington is probably the stronger form line uh, than the race at Caulfield of a couple of weeks ago where we saw it run at dynamite speed and Poland ended up being the victor there. And I think he beat It's Our Time and uh, Jet Propulsion finished off well to run fourth in that race. So I think he needs to lift considerably and, and God give him strength. I hope he does. But uh, very interesting race. Ole Kirk, can you forgive him of last week on the seven-day backup? Hard to do. Gate 15, I think they'll probably ride him quiet. He'll be storming late. Tagaloa, Luke Curry really lit him a light the other day and got him up and running and put him into the race. And I think that was the key to winning. You're going to see that happen again. But I reckon Jamie Carr won't let him um, get too far away on Zoo Dancer. She was super the other day. I think the one thing you can take away from the race, there's a few variables. Cherry Tortoni's drawn wide. He will storm late. Probably the strongest horse uh, in the race at the end of a mile because he's going to be looking for a mile and a quarter, mile and a half. But Azar with Damien Lane on board from gate two is just going to get the gun run throughout and he will be placed. I'm not saying he can win because I doubt this horse's intestinal fortitude to actually put his head in front. But he's going to get the gun run from gate two He's going to look the winner at some part in the straight. He hasn't been mentioned in markets there, so I'm presuming he's probably double or triple each way odds. 
probably 10 or 15 to 1. No? You're shaking your head there? No, $8. $8, Azar. Well, he's going, to be, he's going to be better than even money the place. Back in the place and probably put any one of 8 or 10 there around him. Um, you know, Ole Kirk, Tagaloa, Cherry Tortoni, certainly Zoo Dancer. Uh, and uh, God give uh, jet propulsion strength, but Azar each way for me in the guineas. Narrow the field with Labrook's Easy Form. Place form-driven multis or singles without ever having to study a guide. Create your ideal bet using a range of form filters, including runner stats, jockey, trainer and track. Or choose from market movers and favourite runners. Available on all Australian and selected international racing codes, Labrooks Easy Form does the hard work for you. Labrooks, back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, let's make our way up to Sydney now. Big day of racing up there. We'll kick it off. Four of the program is the Liverpool City Cup over 1,300 metres. Uh, Rain Man, has there been any early moves or anything? Yeah, always interesting betting race, this one, Rog, and this year's no exception. There's not much between our three horses at the top of the market. Discharge currently a narrow favourite. has been four sixteen to $4.20. Grey Room's right there as well. And Creadera's for Godolphin, uh, all within sort of a few uh, cents of each other there. And then you've got some really talented horses that at a nice price. Trumbull resuming at $8. Deprives at $8.50. I'm Superman, $13. All Saints Eve, $16. So it's a race with a lot of depth and... Uh, I think you can make a case for quite a few of them. I thought Grey Worm was pretty good the other day in the uh, Rubiton Stakes. And I think back in Sydney on what looks like it's going to be a heavy track, I think he's pretty well suited here. He's got a fitness edge over some of his main rivals here. So he's probably on top for mine. But the market's probably right there around the 440. And uh, I don't think you can – I think you can make a case for uh, horses like All Saints Eve and uh, even Brave Song there at double-figure odds. So I think it's a race where you can go pretty wide and I won't try to talk you out of any of them. We've seen Trumbull fly first up uh, before uh, at $8. I wouldn't mind it there, but I haven't had a deep dive in this race. And if I make a case for all Saints Eve. Oh, well, she loved the wet and uh, she's she's had a, a pretty good preparation leading into this. My only fear is that she is going to need the run. Um, she just, um, just had a little uh, stone bruise about a month ago that, uh, that sat her back for... for only a week, but it's just enough at this high level in a in carnival racing to to probably prevent her from being a real winning chance and 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 one that I I really want to launch into and and have a good bet on anyway. Um, first up, she'll take great benefit from this. Um, her target race is second up the Cornwall Classic, so um, the punters need to be aware of that. So um, wet track brings her right into it. Um, I would imagine that John will want to ride her cold from the barrier and. Uh, and let her just run on through her gears um, down the straight um, over the concluding stages and and finish where you know finish running on. But whether that's good enough for some of those um, some of those hard fit uh, horses, um, I'm not entirely sure. So deprived for me if I was having a bet, but I'll be cheering for All Saints Eve being a Rosemont bred and co-owned uh, with Waikato Stud. Uh, I've got to stick with Roseworm. Uh, Roseworm. Uh, Grey Worm here. I thought uh, I agree with Rain Man. He was good the other day uh, down here in Melbourne. Back to the wet ground. I think he's one for one on the slow and the heavy. Uh, he's going to go forward and make his own luck. He's going to sit up on the speed and not need any luck like All Saints Eve is going to be looking at eight or ten bums swinging for home. So uh, I think Tommy Berry will dictate this race, run under his belt, 
loves the wet. Uh, he's too good, too fit, too fast. Grey Worm. Let's move on now to the guy, Walter. Race five on the program. Fun Star also comes out of this one uh, to run in the Group 1 Chipping Norton. Rayman, have we seen a move for anything in this one? Yeah, now Funstar's come out. It's Ice Bath that's uh, the favourite now into $3.70. But it's been good early money for Tricky Girl after its really good first up effort there for Matt Smith. Sweet deal, Emeralds, Bams on Fire, Rillam and Ruby are all right in the mix here, according to the market. Then you've got horses like Graceful, Glamour and Crone at double-figure odds. So it's another really competitive race. I think Ice Bath's a horse that does have a really good record in the wet as well. Not Doesn't win out of turn, this horse, but... It's definitely went to another level last campaign, was only beaten by the smallest of margins in the Golden Eagle. And then first up ran really well in that Triscay Stakes, and it should take good improvement from that effort on a wet track. It does tick a few boxes there. So I think it deserves to be on top, but Tricky Gal's racing well as well. So it's another race I think the market's got pretty close to spot on. Mitha, we saw Crane win at massive odds up on the Gold Coast. Uh, can she do it at not such bigger odds here? Yeah, she can. Um, I'm really surprised at her. I, I thought she'd be six or eight bucks in in, a, in, in the market. She's had a lovely little freshen up. Uh, Tony's um, freshened her specifically to get down to Sydney and, and target that Coolmore Classic again in, in two weeks' time, as, as most of this field will be heading that way. But um, she loves being out of the ground. Her, her record's phenomenal in, in wet ground. Um, it's a pet distance, 1,400, and um, she can run a, an absolute bottler. The one I'm worried about is uh, the Sacred Falls Philly Ice Bath that seems to um, uh, seems to also handle the ground nicely and um, and is a is a horse on the rise. So I can see why uh, Ladbrokes have got it uh, favourite in the market. But um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd I, I'd want to be backing Crone the place rather than anything else, and I'd be having uh, one by four, one one the win and four the place on on Crone to. To run a bottler in the wet up there in Sydney on uh, on Saturday. Moods? Uh, I'm with Tricky Gal here. I think um, handles are soft, race fit. Uh, I, I think she'll run well. I hope uh, Crone runs well for Mitho and the boys and uh, Mark Young, one of our great mates down there at uh, Rosemont, uh, also uh, in the ownership there. But uh, Tricky Gal's uh, my pick for the race. Now, what the, what's going on with Sydney racing? Not only do we have to put up with heavy tracks each week, we've got the Liverpool City Cup, the Chipping Norton Stakes, and the Guy Walter Thoroughbred Stakes. Guy Walter was the Lord Mayor of Warwick Farm. Chipping Norton is the suburb of Warwick Farm Racecourse. Liverpool is district of Warwick Farm Racecourse, and they're running the meeting at Rewick. What the bloody hell's going on up there? Do they, have they lost their map? Have they lost their compass? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they don't like Saturday meetings at Warwick Farm anymore. Turn it up. Gay complained about the track. I mean, Gay complained about the track about six years ago, and they've barely been back for a Saturday meeting since. Yeah, well, she obviously hadn't won the Chipping Norton for a few years. <laughs> didn't stop Winks. Did she win a chipping? No, she won them at Randwick too, didn't she? Yeah, she won four, but all at Randwick. <laughs> Where do we expect Bams on fire to run on the weekend? Well, I asked uh, Kieran Maher about half an hour ago, and he said, yeah, I think I'll um, leave the horse in uh, Melbourne. So um, that gives you punters, uh, if you like it in a in a multi somewhere, um, you can be multi at the run in Melbourne. Well, there we go. Well, let's move on now to the group one. 
in Sydney, the chip, or one of the group ones, uh, the Chipping Norton Stakes, uh, and this is where we do see very elegant come up a favourite uh, rain man. And uh, is that where the early money's going with the, the great man? Very elegant is still the favourite here, Rog, with Ladbrokes. But the early money and the market move with Ladbrokes is for Colette, her rival. And then you've got Colding there. They're the only horses in this race at the moment at single-figure odds. But you've got horses, the quality of Funstar, Master of Wine, Avilius, Toffee Tongue, and uh, some really juicy prizes here. So it's a really good addition of the Chipping Norton Stakes. Another race I think the market's got pretty spot on. I'm pretty confident. I'd be surprised if the winner doesn't come Top three are betting that being very elegant, Colette and Colding. I think very elegant is the best horse in this race. Uh, she was really good first up in the Apollo Stakes. And we saw last autumn, she ran well in the Apollo Stakes, then really exploded to a new level, went second behind Tia Cow Shark in the Chipping Norton Stakes, then went on to win a couple of group run races there. So she's definitely the class horse of mine. But you can't not what Colette did first up in the Apollo Stakes. I think she's won a Golden Eagle. She's won a Group 1. But I think that was probably the best performance of her career. And there's no reason why she won't improve second up either. And you can't discount Colding either. He's got a great record over 1,600 metres at Randwick. He's won an Epson. He's won a George Main. Probably not as well suited in the wet as, the, as these other two. So that's why he's on the third line of betting. But he's a very classy horse in, the, in his own right. So I'd be shocked if the winner didn't come from those three. I've got very elegant on top, but I think the market's pretty much spot on. Moves uh, very elegant, obviously, as Rayman said, the favourite. But Colette's got Rachel King on and liking will pumping up Jamie Carr. And also you mentioned Rachel King last week. And then she goes out and rides four winners. Uh, on the weekend, she's dead set flying, getting horses to work for her in the same way Jamie does down here in Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. She's absolutely flying up there. And I'm not sure if Rachel's ridden a Group 1 winner uh, yet. Uh, I, I, I'm not aware so. of that. Um, so I think she's a great chance of breaking a duck here. This mare's absolutely on fire, Colette. She's five for five on the wet. Um, I, I, listen, I, I think Very Elegant's the best mare in the country, but at this trip, I just think Colette might be too sharp for her. Uh, she was beaten second up at a mile last time by the likes of Colding and that. I know the heavy ground brings her right into the race and she'll be storming late. But I just wonder whether Colette uh, might just have that gap on her again and be hard to hold out. And uh, Rachel King might post a first or what I believe to possibly be a first group one winner here on Saturday. Hard to go away from those two mares. I think they will dominate the race off the back of what we saw the other day. Um, you know, maybe Master of Wine to close late, uh, but I couldn't see anything else really figuring. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm big on Colette. I, I was spewing I didn't back it uh, first up. Um, I really, really like her. Uh, I think she's got the potential to be the best horse in Australia, and um, she might just rise up those ranks and uh, stamp herself as such on on Saturday because um, she's, uh, she's, she's a compact sort of filly. Uh, she seems to handle all ground, loves it wet, um, and uh, that brings her into the race. And um, I think we'll just see an outstanding talent there on Saturday. So I'm, I'm going to stick with her for the rest of this preparation, and I reckon I'll end up in front. So uh, back Colette all autumn, and I reckon uh, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll line your pockets. Well, one horse that's uh, lined my pockets until I didn't back her last time when I should have, is uh, La Mexicana. And she's headed up to Sydney to contest a group one that many people think she uh, she is destined for. Rayman, how's the market shaping for the surround stakes? It does look a pretty competitive race. Yeah, super competitive race, Rog. And the market suggests there's a host of winning chances. 
Dame Giselle has opened the favourite, but not much between her and the likes of La Mexicana, Away Game, Never Talk, Hungry Heart, Montefilia, Forbidden Love. There's some really classy horses all right there in the market. And it's a really interesting race. I've landed on Never Talk here, who has been the early market mover with Labrake. She's still getting $8.50. to open $11. That didn't last long. Into $8.50 now, which I still think is well and truly over the odds. It's run the other day in the Lightfinger Stakes with Outstanding It. Uh, was a long way back, just made up a heap of ru- a heap of ground late to only narrowly miss behind every rose. And it's run the best closing sectionals of the day on a day that included the likes of Colette and Very Elegant and Colding in the Apollo Stakes on the same track over the same distance. So um, there's plenty to like about this horse going forward. Uh, it's an, a horse that does seem to really relish the wet ground, so that's not going to be a, be a problem. Should get a nice run here from Barrier 7 with uh, the underrated Jason Collette in the, st- in the saddle. So... Uh, she ticks a fair, fair few boxes of mine at 8.50 in a really competitive race. I'm happy to be on her. Uh, I've obviously been a huge fan of La Mexicana the whole way through. Probably only knock potentially for her here is 1,400 metres, especially on – she's got a good record on the in the wet. She won on a, a heavy truck on Cox on Labrador Cox Plate Day, but she only the other time she was out to 1,400, which she was beaten in the Twilight Glow Stakes. That's the only knock on her, but we know that she's a line finder. We know she's a winner, so uh, like her a lot. But I think at the current price, got to have never talk on top. Moons, young Sam Friedman notched his first group one of his career uh, last weekend. Can he make it two in a week as Aussie Tom Marklin takes the ride on the Mexicana? Yeah, well, she's got to be a chance, isn't she? She's just a winner, the filly, and uh, she she does a hell of a job. But, God, I think it's a very open race. And, uh, you know, she's one for one on the heavy, uh, two for two on the soft. Uh, you know, she's going to be not too far off the speed if Aussie Tom doesn't lose his compass since he was last year. So uh, she should be there to run very well. And getting that late in the day, Barrier 10 is probably going to be a bit of a blessing, I would imagine. So I think she'll give herself a great sight here. It's just a pity we've got to see so many of these nice fillies resuming, like Montefilia was super in the spring, uh, resuming here on heavy ground. Uh, certainly not ideal for the longevity of the preparation, but I think uh, stick with the, with the Mexican uh, from Victoria here, uh, La Mexicano. I think she'll give you a great sight. Quite appropriate, isn't it, uh, that she's the Mexican from down south uh, coming up to try and pinch a bit of Group One glory in Sydney. But um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Sydney um, star filly Dame Gazelle. Um, I've been a big fan of her since she won the Golden Gift as a two year old, and um, she's um, she's a big, strong filly these days. And uh, I could I could see her uh, having a, a, a wow factor autumn as well. So uh, Dame Gazelle for me. Narrow the field with Labrook's Easy Form. Place form-driven multis or singles without ever having to study a guide. Create your ideal bet using a range of form filters, including runner stats, jockey, trainer and track. Or choose from market movers and favourite runners. Available on all Australian and selected international racing codes, Labrook's Easy Form does the hard work for you. Best bets time, Moody on the mic. That's right. Peter Moody's flying, but we're going to kick it off at the Rain Man because it goes all right as well. Who do you like as your best this weekend, Rain Man? Getting early in the day in Sydney, Rog. Race two, number one, Shakiro in the skyline. Stakes, the Magic Million Classic winner resumes. And uh, it's a horse I've always had a big opinion of. Won the Magic Million Classic in good style and uh, showed when it won on debut with the brief stakes that it's uh, a horse with plenty of upside. So I think you can make a winning return to the races here. You're getting $2.50, which I think is uh, a good price considering the class of this horse and that he's a proven commodity over a lot of these other horses resuming in this race. Uh, wet track shouldn't be a problem for him and uh, drawn nicely in barrier one with Hugh Bowman in the saddle. So I think he'll be tough to beat. 
All right, I'm going to go to Flemington, a race for number six, Subedar for the Godolphin Stable. Look, uh, had a very extended break after finishing fourth in the Caulfield Guineas behind Super Seth and Alligator Blood back in 2019, but made a pretty good return uh, back in January, finishing second, um, and just had a couple of trials since then. I think really nicely placed James Cummings setting down here, get a good track, and uh, I'm going at uh, about $3.60, $3.70. Uh, race four, number six, Subadar, Mytho. Well, we'll, we'll go um, Jet Propulsion as the Rosemont Ruffy for a place bet. But uh, if I can help our Ladbrokes punters line their pockets Thursday afternoon and get a little quid for the weekend because there's plenty to punt on through Friday night and then all day Saturday, uh, we're going to need a little bank. And uh, maybe I can help out uh, race six at Wyong tomorrow in the Rosemont Colours, trained by John O'Shea, higher lower is ready to pounce and win in a maiden at Wyong, race six, number nine. Currently $5.50. Got a short price favourite here, uh, Impressive Lash, with Lash, which looks to be carrying, carrying the Wiley Dalziel colours. So uh, Wiley Dalziel and Rosemont go uh, head-to-head once again. At Wyong. We, at we, Wyong, have, yeah. we have colours, will travel. Yeah. Punters, if you haven't got faith in our great mate, Mitho, uh, I'll give you a little banker for tomorrow also. Race two, horse nine at Pakenham tomorrow evening, Vidiano. About an even money shot, but you can double your money up. Uh, she's over the line. She's a good filly and resumes on a home track. She'll treat this as a trial and she'll win. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. And uh, it's probably the bravest move I've ever made in my tipping career. I'm going to tip one from my stable that probably hasn't won for three years. He's won one from 26. Stars of Curram. He lines up in race two, the Roy Higgins quality on Saturday at Flemington. Horse number five. Uh, Blinkers go back on for the first time. Jai McNeil uh, to ride. Uh, Michael D's been riding the horse. We just thought we'd mix it up a bit and try and change the luck. And um, I think he's ready to uh, get the job done. Stars of Curram. So... You know, that's my biggest call. So have something on Vidiano tomorrow evening, get a little bank and uh, go into Stars of Carham, race two, horse five at Flemington on a Saturday. And punters, I know it's Newmarket next weekend. We had the Oakley plate last week. We saw the fast horses, but the jockeys did the right thing. They let fast horses run fast. Ladbrokes, back yourself. T's and C's apply. See ladbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.